Welcome to the American Citizens Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. ACA will be dropping podcasts on a monthly basis. We'll be covering different subjects of interest for the overseas American community. We'll speak with ACA directors and board members, experts, professionals, and other guests. We won't just be talking tax. We'll cover various aspects of American life abroad from resources for Americans overseas to recent government reports, to finances, to culture shock, to trailing spouses and everything in between. You can DM us on Twitter at ACA underscore podcast or on Facebook at American Citizens Abroad Podcast to let us know your thoughts and what you'd like us to cover. To kick things off, today I'm speaking with American Citizens Abroad's Executive Director, Mary Louise Serrato, about ACA's work on tax reform and the Tax Fairness for Americans Abroad campaign. Welcome to the American Citizens Abroad Podcast, Mary Louise. Let's start at the beginning. Can you speak a little bit about the backstory of ACA's work on tax reform? Sure. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having me here today. ACA has been involved on tax reform throughout its existence, its 40-plus year existence, and we have been advocating for a move towards residence-based taxation. Back in about 2012, however, we realized that no one had really put pen to paper and and try to understand the tax code as it exists today and exactly how you would get from what is typically called citizenship-based taxation, taxing Americans based on the fact that they are a U.S. citizen, to a residence-based taxation, which basically means taxing an American on his income where it is earned, meaning if it's earned in the United States, it's taxed in the United States. If it's earned outside of the United States, it's not subject to U.S. taxation. So what we did was we took the tax code and we did a side-by-side -side comparative and we showed where in the current tax code you have to go in and make changes to arrive at a residence-based or what we call RBT style system of taxation. And the beauty of our work is that it's not so much a proposal, it's not a piece of legislation, but it puts in front of you all the elements of the current tax code, how you would treat those, and what needs refinement. So you can go in and take a look at the specific treatment of say social security income or PFIC in income and you can decide, do we wanna to continue to tax that? Do we not wanna to continue to tax that? You can include and exclude things. You can you know, try to prevent loopholes and people mm -hmm. from gaming the system. And then you can see on a practical term what that means to the revenue. If we do this, what happens to the numbers. We took that approach and we actually ran revenue estimates on it. We went out to a revenue estimation shop here in Washington, D.C. called District Economics Group, and we got a score. And this is really important because scores tell Congress how any one treatment of or change in, in tax policy or a piece of legislation, if it's going to generate revenue or if it's going to lose revenue. Fortunately, our RBT side-by-side, -side, pick and choose, we came out with a revenue neutral score. So we were really pleased about that. How is the groundwork that you've prepared related to and important for the legislative process? Well, ACA's work on the subject of tax reform is, has been and continues to be hugely important for offices that are working and developing legislation. It's given the offices like the Joint Committee of Taxation and the House Ways and Means Committee, the two tax writing committees in Congress, 
valuable information on the size, asset makeup, and revenue numbers for the community of Americans overseas. And we've not only presented this data to those tax writing committees, but we've also walked the halls of Congress and presented our data, the revenue estimates are side by side, our extensive point of view position papers on, on why residence-based taxation is the right tax reform for the community. We've presented that to congressional offices, both in the House and Senate, who have shown interest in tax reform for Americans overseas. And we've even been in offices where there hasn't been keen interest. And the importance there is that we're able to go in and educate these representatives. And that's really helpful because when the time does come for the Congress to be looking for supporters for legislation, it's important that the offices are educated, they understand the problem, and it makes it that much easier for them to, to, to join and support legislative and regulatory efforts. So we know from communications with the offices that we've been in that our statistics, our data um, continue to be referenced and have been important to the legislative work that a lot of the offices are involved with, including Congressman Holding, who is from North Carolina and introduced into the 2018 Congress, the Tax Fairness for Americans Abroad Act. Congressman Holding has long been interested and long advocated for tax reform for Americans living and working overseas. He's heard about the problem from ACA and other organizations who he's met with. He's heard about it from his constituents in his district. And ACA has been helping his offices by providing all our data and information. Numbers on, on the size and makeup of the community and revenue numbers for these offices are, are really key. And it's especially key that this data is coming from ACA and others who are intimately knowledgeable about the community and the community issues. That's really super important to, to the work because it's coming from people who know the community. Right. So having data on the record and holding hearings is the next step in passing legislation. Can you expand on that? Sure. ACA really feels that the time has come for Americans overseas to have their quote-unquote day in court. The tax compliance problems have been mounting over time. Like I said, ACA has been dealing with the problems of tax compliance for Americans overseas 40-odd years now. But the introduction of the FATCA legislation in 2010 really put focus on the tax compliance difficulties that Americans overseas face. As you, you probably have heard, many who are listening to the podcast have heard and experienced, many foreign financial institutions will simply not take on U.S. citizen clients. And it, mm -hmm. that's leaving a lot of Americans who live and work overseas without the basic financial tools that they need to manage their lives. So Congress really needs to hear about this and needs to hear about the wide range of problems that the current tax code imposes on, on U.S. citizens overseas. The difficulty to invest in foreign mutual funds due to the onerous U.S. taxation of these products, the effects of the Tax Cuts and Job Act guilty provision on small U.S. businesses overseas. I could go on and on, but all these things need to be presented to the committee and need to be heard and need to put, be put on official record. It's great that ACA and other organizations are meeting with key offices and representatives to educate them, but hearings would put these problems on official record with the US government. It would create a data bank of sorts that the tax writing committees 
and representatives and others interested in the subject matter can reference. Most importantly, it'll put real people living these problems on record with the government and hopefully in front of the House Ways and Means Committee. It makes it easier for the committee to determine where and how to correct the problems through well thought out and considered legislation. It also allows for experts and other stakeholders to come in and provide their expertise on the subject matter. Right. But there's some who argue that holding hearings will actually do the opposite and slow down the legislative process. Do you have a response? As I mentioned before, hearings are key in putting into the government record the problems. And this puts focus on the problems. It brings attention to the need for tax reforms. Hearings can show how serious the problems are. And it provides the committees with real data and real statistics and testimonials to prove it. We all walk into those offices, we educate them, and that's really important. And it's important mm -hmm. that our work is in the hands of, of various offices. But this really puts it officially on record and really shows this is a problem, this is an issue, we need to pay attention and we need to bring focus to it. Like I said before, it allows for experts to be brought in to testify and offer proposals. You know, many times when I go in and visit offices, I bring along mm -hmm. people on my team, but I can't always walk in with a posse of experts and, you know, real people who are living the problems. So hearings would do that. Not only the overseas organizations would be able to present others who are affected by the current tax policy, such as American Chambers of Commerce, International Business, and other tax reform advocacy organizations would be able to, to present and to provide testimony. It really right. can't be overstated how important hard facts and knowledge is to the legislative process. And the best way to get that is, is really through hearings. On September 5th, ACA launched the Tax Fairness for Americans Abroad, an idea worth fighting for campaign. Can you tell us a little bit more about it and how it's working? Yeah, sure. We're, we were really excited and really happy that we could bring this campaign to the community. You'll see from a lot of our PR efforts behind it, we talk about the founding fathers and their fight for tax fairness. And this is the same thing that U.S. citizens living and working overseas want. They want fairness in the tax code and want a system that does not impede them from living and working overseas for whatever reason, for love, for education, for experience, for knowledge. We're seeing a great success with the campaign. The tool is super easy to use. You visit the link on the ACA website, you input your voting address in the U.S., you may need to include a U.S. phone number, but we've noted that if you don't have one, you just put put in all zeros. That doesn't stop you from using the tool. Once that's done, you click on take action and your email is sent to representatives. Not only do your representatives receive the messaging, but all the House Ways and Means Select Revenue Committee members receive it. And these are the legislators who write tax policy and are responsible for calling for hearings. With our tool, your message is, is guaranteed delivery into these offices. You can even add your own comments to the messaging. And we're seeing great engagement by the community. We're really pleased. Thousands of emails have been delivered and more importantly, delivered into key offices for those who are really interested in the subject matter and for those who have the ability to do something about it. ACA is being really laser focused in our approach. We're trying to get into the right offices with the right messaging. 
Many of our members and supporters report having received a response and not just a form letter from their representatives, really a response that tells them that someone's really looked into this and thought about it. And ACA is following up. We're going into these offices and we're seeing that we are raising awareness and building support. Many of the legislators who have been receiving uh, these communications have gone directly to the tax writing committees and said, you know, what are you doing on, on, on these issues? That's really important and that's a really great result to see. It's great to see that constituents have written and that those legislative offices have gone to the committees and said, what's going on on this? ACA, because we're headquartered in Washington, D.C., we're following up. We're going to visit these offices. We're educating them on the issues and the problems. We're working to connect representatives who are interested with other representatives who are working on legislation and regulation. The write-in campaign is great, but the fact that ACA can follow up on the messaging is key to what's driving the success. That is great. In addition to the campaign, what else is ACA doing to support the call for hearings? So ACA is getting the message out um, about the campaign, about the need for hearings to the media. We have an extensive list of journalists that write about our issues and have gotten the news uh, on our campaign out to local outlets and also in major media outlets like Politico and others. ACA is using our social media tools like our podcast today to educate the community on, on the work and on the importance of supporting ACA's efforts and on holding hearings. We're also working with Washington contact stakeholders who have an interest in tax reform for Americans overseas. We continue to refine our thinking on our side-by-side, -side, and we're also advancing on developing more data and statistics to expand our revenue estimate or estimation work. An important initiative is our webcasts that we've been hosting mm -hmm. with Congressman Holdings Tax Council. You can find these on the ACA website on our homepage. And these um, webcasts have been really important, keeping the community informed on Congressman Holdings efforts. And they also help explain to the community how a change in tax policy to a residence-based system might affect them individually, really on a practical basis. How would they need to rethink investments under a, a residence-based or an RVT system? What potentially might remain taxed by the U.S. and, and how, how would they deal with that? Um, these webcasts, we produced two in Europe in, in this past March and one in Canada in this past June, have been really well received and they've been really beneficial for all interested parties, including Congress. That is great. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners today? Well, I would say join the writing campaign. You can see that it's working. The messaging is getting through. We're seeing positive response. We're hearing from offices. The offices we're going into are saying that they're hearing. Uh, the offices themselves are being proactive. They're going out to the committees and to others that are working on legislation. That's really going to help push this all towards hearings. And that won't slow down the process. Like I said before, that can only help to, to push legislation forward. So I would say join the campaign and don't think that your representative doesn't care about your issue and that by writing, you know, it's not gonna get to the right person and no one's really gonna pay attention. I'm only gonna get a form letter. We have seen that even with very few emails into any one office, issues can and will rise to a, a legislator's attention. 
And important in that equation is ACA's work because we're able to follow up and to go into those offices. And we're able also to think about the offices and be strategic about going in and making the making the ask. So join the campaign, it's working. Communicating with your legislator is important. We see that and support our efforts because all together we can really make this happen and push this push this ahead. Fantastic. We want to thank Mary Louise for taking the time for today's chat. You can visit acacampaign.today backslash hearings to join the campaign and send your own direct message to your reps in Congress. Thanks to our listeners for joining. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ACA underscore podcast or on Facebook at American Citizens Abroad Podcasts and to give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts so others can find us. The American Citizens Abroad podcast is a monthly podcast and is a product of American Citizens Abroad. It is produced, mixed, and edited by me, Michelle, and special thanks to our podcast team. 